This podcast is sponsored by Semi. The Semi Market Intelligence team helps customers make informed business decisions by providing market data and research reports on semiconductor manufacturing equipment, wafer fab and packaging materials, fab capacity, electronic design, and more. For questions about Semi Market data research, related products, and Semi's data collection program, contact the Market Intelligence team at mktstats at semi.org. That's M-K-T-S-T-A-T-S at semi.org. Hi there. I'm Francoise Von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. Hi, everyone. For this first episode of 2023, I handed over the mic to Dean Freeman, our market research expert. He attended Semi-ISS Europe in January and interviewed Semi's market intelligence team for the third episode in this series. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, this is Dean Freeman, and I'm sitting in for Francois Von Trapp on this edition of the 3D Insights podcast. Today, we're coming to you from Semi's Industry Strategy Symposium at Half Moon Bay, with the Semi Market Intelligence Team and Tech Insights. The discussion today will focus on the key takeaways from ISS and the joint effort between Semi and Tech Insights on the Semiconductor Manufacturing Monitor Report. The Semiconductor Manufacturing Monitor has been in evolution for a few years, starting with VLI Research, which is now part of Tech Insights, working with Semi to develop this product. Let's meet the speakers for today. Good afternoon. Welcome to the 3D Insights ISS podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourself and talk just a little bit about your role in the Semiconductor Manufacturing Monitor. Risto, let's start with you. Thank you, Dean. Yeah, my name is Risto Buhak. I'm a VP at the Tech Insights. Uh, basically, was running the market research at the VLSI and now transferred to Tech Insights. Uh, and basically, we, we are jointly developing the data uh, with the semi to the Semiconductor Manufacturing Monitor and um, basically... We provide the, mostly the top-level uh, electronic semiconductors inventory data on the report and, uh, and then go work with the equipment data as well. So that's kind of the roughly role of what we do with the monitor. Great. Thank you, Risto. Ina, how about you? Hi, um, I am a market research analyst at Semi headquarters with market intelligence team, uh, where I'm responsible for semiconductor equipment and wafer fab uh, materials segments. And uh, I also uh, manage uh, semi data collection programs and uh, statistics, which feed uh, to a large extent to the uh, base of our uh, semiconductor manufacturing monitor report, as well as many other semi reports. So um, that's pretty much my scope and role here in our collaborative effort. Great. Thank you, Ina. And David? Hello, Dean, and uh, hello, listeners out there. My name is David Gotizada. I'm the Director of Corporate Product Marketing at SEMI, and my role in the team is to help spread awareness and promote uh, SEMI's growing portfolio of products and services to our members and customers at large. And today I'm excited to talk about our collaboration with the market intelligence team. Fantastic. Looking forward to getting into this. But before we jump into the semiconductor manufacturing monitor, I'd like to take just a moment and get some of your key takeaways from some of the presentations at ISS we've seen over the last two days. 
Sure. Um, I'd like to start with the theme of collaboration overall. That is at the core of SEMI value and also is foundational for the entire semiconductor manufacturing ecosystem to reach our joint goal of $1 trillion by 2030 or about that time. As our leader, CEO Ajit Manoj, noted at the beginning of the ISS in his opening remarks, in our industry, it's a team sport. It's not just one individual effort. Uh, so we are all in it together, whether it is to uh, create and realize potential of the industry and extract the value and deliver that value to our customers or face short-term headwinds. Uh, whether it is uh, current uh, economic situation or uh, it is excessive inventory or many other factors that are throwing us kind of in yet in another cycle of the industry, right? Well, great. Let me just put that uh, from the data perspective presented over, over especially yesterday on, on Monday and a little bit today. Today was more technology-oriented presentations but the 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 consensus of the of us forecasters on the on the what's the outlook for 23 is is very clear you know we're seeing a negative year but uh, everybody's kind of hey we've seen this before and we can handle it type of mentality but then it's the other side of the forecasters is how the views are diverging about the 24 and it's it's a it's always the usual usual thing um, you know as a, as a forecasters when everybody agrees about the direction for for something we probably know what we're doing and then what we when we don't agree on the direction for 24 we don't know what we're doing so so uh, that's the that's kind of the 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 kind of little bit of a humor side of uh, of the of the of the comments coming up but have to be honest to the audience that hey this is this is what the outlook is and this is where the divergence are so I think that's kind of an important important observations but uh but like Ina said, you know, this is a fantastic place to to collaborate. It's it's really hugely value added added uh, event. Uh, it's basically must must to attend from uh, from our perspective. So that's where we are. Yes, yeah. I was very surprised at the consensus among the forecasters for 2023. Exactly. Having been in that role for many years, and then you know, 2024 said, "Yeah, that sounds more normal." Yeah, you know, everybody going their different direction. Dean, I, I known you for so long time that you can appreciate yeah. that, that, that well, comment. And so you have so, to be honest on yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, let me let me put my marketing hat on and spin a little bit. So, if you were to, if you had sort of been asleep, you know, the last few decades, and you suddenly woke up and attended ISS, I think it would be clear to you that you know semiconductors are everywhere so it touches aspects of everybody's life uh you know from applications and devices that people use how they communicate um it, it affects you know the entire world um it's touching 8 billion people so um you know as you know people every single presentation mentioned this this theme of a trillion dollars Ian had brought it up at the beginning and uh the question I think for all of us is what, what are the, the key applications and drivers that are going to get us there? Um, and I think that's really what a lot of people have been excited to hear about at the show. And I think that's going to be a conversation moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed one of the things that the organizers did, it's, you know, a little bit broader than before. We got to see Google, Microsoft, um, Amazon all come in and talk and present their views about the need for collaboration across the whole entire food chain. 
Uh, today, I was very surprised at the call for co- collaboration, both from ASML and LAM Research and the technical side of it, you know, even demanding that we get more, we take the chip stallers and create, you know, don't let that go to waste is what I believe David Fried said. And I think Martin von Brink also agreed with him on that subject. So, yeah, so very interesting t- topics and comments, especially around the much more collaborative efforts than it has been historically in this industry. Everybody sees the, the need for there's, you know, any one of these players starts to fumble. It's going to impact the whole industry. Yeah. And yeah. that's the technology side and the, how, how you mitigate that technology risk. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, we, we've seen that with, you know, IMEC coming in. It's no longer everybody's got their own roadmap. Everybody's kind of in tune and in step with the IMEC roadmap with their variations on the themes on that. So, yeah. 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 So very good. All right. I think that insight is going to be very helpful to the listeners today as they could not attend the conference. But now let's get into the semiconductor manufacturing monitoring report. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what it is and go into a little bit more depth of your role and what does a manufacturing monitor report cover and how is the data gathered? Ina, I think you're up first. <laughs> sure. Um I would like to add also that I love the comment from one of the economists earlier during the conference to understand the conditions of the industry. There are so many factors in place. It's like putting the jigsaw puzzle together. And I think semiconductor manufacturing monitor is one of the very good examples when the um, when we do provide the coverage end to end for the industry, for the entire manufacturing ecosystem. Uh, especially uh, putting emphasis on key leading industry indicators such as silicon, MSI, uh, wave shipments, uh, electronics, NIC sales, fab utilization and capacity trends, as well as the capital expenditures and, of course, equipment billings. And this report also includes two years of quarterly data and one quarter forecast outlook. So it effectively helps our audience to keep uh, an eye on what's going on on a quarterly basis in addition to major announcements and events. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Okay, great. So, Risto, I know you were at the uh, heart, or at least at the genesis of this project. So, why don't you fill us in on how it kind of came about more, and then how we're how we're making it happen right now? Been doing it now four years or so. So it's. uh it was a pre-COVID. We, we started in 2018, 19 timeframe. So basically we get together with Sammy and we had a kind of discussions. Hey, can we, can we do something? And, and 
we kind of we took us a while to kind of discuss but from uh from our perspective what what really was interesting is to to create a report a product that would serve semi's large membership i mean obviously the semi's membership is much larger than 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 at the time vlsis and now even even taking sites uh, you know, customer base. So we were we were interested in. As, I'm a commercial guy. I'm, I'm shameless to say that. And that was kind of the interest. How can we serve much larger audience with the, with the report and systematic updates? And those were kind of the driving forces from our side in an interest to to kind of get us going. And then, of course, we just sat down, started to work on it. And you know, of course, there's the naming. You know. But it was about manufacturing, and then we that started to come up, and then we found a way to to say, okay, here is the data sharing, which is important part of it, and and uh, then obviously people changed a little bit and all of that, but uh, that's kind of started was the starting point of that, and that's how we created the, the value of the report. Fantastic, yeah. Now, how does this differ from you know when? I used a lot of semi data with respect to the manufacturing side. You had the monthly report with the all the listing of all the equipment, and you know we rolled that up at the end of the year to then you know we'd compare notes with VLSI a little bit on you know do you agree with semi numbers? Do you not? Do you, oh, are we okay in that space? So how what's the difference between that with respect to what the um, current semi members get from the market data and what this report? is doing for them. I would like to say that this report provides much higher level uh, of granularity of information, which is more valuable for the specific uh, audience. Um, our signature equipment reports would go through up to 17 different types of uh, equipment. That's probably the report that you're referring to. That's not necessary for everybody in the market. But uh, in semiconductor manufacturing monitor, we uh, focus on wafer fab equipment, of course, assembly and packaging equipment, as well as test segments, and keep it at that level. Uh, yeah, let me let me just add to that. One one uh, one thing is that we do also focus on companies. We have the the, the key companies listed their revenues on a quarterly basis, uh, both the equipment side and also on the semiconductor side. That's that's definitely one of the things things there. And then uh, then we look at the, the basically the upper parts of the supply chain: electronics, utilization rates, uh, wafer demand, and and uh, and inventories, just as a sample. So it it kind of Broadens across the supply chain. Okay, gives that visibility there as well. Okay, so it provides a very high level of granularity that yeah. people are saying, "All right, memory's doing this, logic's doing this." Whoops, two hundred millimeters starting to fall off a cliff. Yeah, I need to you know adjust my what I'm doing that's, in the marketplace. That's okay. exactly so. You putting it better than I can. All right, fantastic. And from again, from a selling point, from a, from a marketing perspective, is that. Uh, if you don't necessarily need to have the the granularity, as Ina mentioned, that you would in, say, some of our other equipment or materials or uh, fab reports, uh, this provides a nice broad view of, of the the semiconductor manufacturing market. Um, so if, if that's the need and you want sort of to understand some of those those critical drivers and trends, then this is a, a great report for you. And it's also positioned to be sort of a, a value driven report. So it's much lower on the, on the price tier than some of our other reports, which are more on the higher end, 
So this, again, provides great broad coverage to really help educate people about the industry and what's going on to help inform their strategic planning, investments, uh, competitive intelligence, for example. So it provides those sort of use cases. So one of the smaller semi members could utilize this for this, their market research and enable them to uh, be more educated with respect to what's going on in the market than just trying to fly blind or do it on their own. Exactly. And we actually, uh, recently in the last few years, um, we've seen an acceleration in the growth rate. So uh, the first few years that we had this report partnered with, with, with VLSI and uh, Tech Insights, we'd seen roughly 10 to 20% growth in customers and diversification of the customers. And, and just in the last year, we've seen more than 50% growth. Um, and in fact, the financial community is very interested in this report uh, because it provides such broad coverage. Um, you know, because it's it, compared to some of our other reports, those are very specific. So you buy a report focused on equipment or focus on materials or f- focus on the fab capacity. Uh, this provides that broad coverage. Okay. Gives them a 30,000 foot view without having to buy five or six different reports with respect to that. Well, fantastic. Thanks for the overview. David, anything else on the marketing perspective from your point of view on this? Yeah, so you know, f- for us, we're always looking to uh, understand the market dynamics, uh, as we previously previously mentioned. Um, looking to figure out how we can enhance uh, our market intelligence offerings, um, and so that's where we look for these sort of collaborations with Tech Insights VLSI uh, as a way to you know figure out how we can develop products of, of value to our membership. Um, as was previously mentioned, that membership is growing and it's spreading in new applications. Um, you know, we're attracting more fabulous companies, more companies from the electronic design and automation space, um, many verticals, many end applications. So they require uh, more sophisticated, broader, farther reaching sort of sets of data. So these collaborations with our partners are extremely important for us to, to deliver more value to our membership and customers at large. Great. Thanks all for that overview. And the report covers a lot of ground that sounds like it's relevant to a wide range of organizations. You talked about financial. We talked about some of the smaller equipment and material companies in the industry. Um, what are some of the primary key customers for this report, and how do they use it? One thing is that you have a snapshot overview in a single single document. You you see all of the things at the same time. So you, you can start to assess, okay, inventories are going up. How do we see? Is that a in, in a basically same same line, same page, you can see, okay, what is the utilization rates doing? Are people companies reacting to that? So you have that that quick snapshot there and in in, uh, in 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 a certain ways it becomes very quick to digest. And then, of course, you can t- take a deeper dive if you need to to the next page and start to look, okay, what's really happening on, let's say, wafer demand in, in, uh, or, or equipment markets. So that's, that's, I think, is the one of the, one of the primary benefits that, uh, and then the other one is that, you know, um, is the, is the regular updates. We have it on every quarter and Ina is actually great. In the, in the scheduling side, keeping us honest, so so she, she's the good good uh, let's say whip on on on, uh, <laughs> on the production side. So so it is the regular update uh, on a quarterly basis. So you see the changes coming in 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 uh, in you know if as the industry moves forward. So those are key benefits that I see see on uh, on the report itself. Great. Any comments from Ina or David on that? 
Well, in a nutshell, the report puts many, many indicators in the industry. It puts everything together, and uh, that's extremely helpful. Some information can be obtained through the bottom-up research within uh, individual organizations if customer would want to go deeper, but it would take time. And the value it provides is just uh, putting it all together, helping uh, to assess the current conditions, the weather conditions, mm-hmm. <laughs> the weather condition of the industry, so to say. Okay, good. Yeah, and uh, in terms of the the customers, I'm unfortunately not able to to comment about specific customers using it, but we have seen traction and in, in demand and interest in the report from the uh, semiconductor equipment equipment side, materials, and and more recently the the financial side. But there has been also interest from the fabless community and in other segments as well. So that that customer base is is growing, and uh, in terms of the applications. Certainly, as I mentioned previously, the competitive intelligence is also something that's uh, also very useful too. So, you know, as, as Risto said, we, we do cover sort of the and, and highlight some of the the top uh, equipment manufacturers, uh, IDMs, and so on. So that that's a good source of information, incredible information, which which people look to to Semi and, and Tech Insights to provide. Great, fantastic. So as you were, you know, listening to the comments and talking to your fellow analysts here at the show, any tidbits come up that we may see in the next report? Uh, let me let me put my my biggest interest, frankly, is how is lithography behaving on this this cycle? You know, given given the direct commitments that have been made by the key key lithography suppliers. In uh, in you know our forecast, you know TechInsight's own forecast, you know it's it's not directly the monitor reflects that you know the the lithography may not drop as much as as the as the rest of wafer fab equipment, and it's it's for me that's one of the one of the interesting highlights for the year is to kind of track that and and see how how the how the things things really play out and that data is is in the monitor as well so for everybody to take a look. Yeah, because I know their Q3 report uh, was very bullish. Exactly. And, and the, the data that was has presented here from ASML is still very bullish, Yeah, you know, even though we're talking about a fairly significant downturn this year. So, yeah, yeah that's going to be something interesting so, to watch. And the data is there. Yeah. yeah. So, good. Good. So, um, where can people learn more about the semiconductor manufacturing model and – you know, what can they? How can they contact Simi to go ahead and get a copy of it? Yeah. So for for any anybody interested uh, has any questions, uh, we suggest it's it's best to really visit our, our website for more information. The website really contains a great overview of the report, as we highlighted here today. It provides uh, samples of the report for people interested to see how the data is presented, what the report might look like. Uh, We have an overview brochure, which highlights some of the key benefits and features of the report, again, that we highlighted today. So that provides a nice summary for for interested customers. And uh, if there are any questions, they can certainly reach out to to the SEMI staff, and uh, we can reply. And if Anybody's interested in, in purchasing the report, they can do so uh, electronically as well or reach out to our sales team. All right. Fantastic. Thank you, David. And so where is Simi, MIT, and Tech Insights off to next with respect to present, presenting and 
letting people know what's going on in the industry. I'm guessing in uh, myself, we're going to be in Korea in a couple of weeks wow. in the same show. So. Semicon Korea Market Forum. Stay there we tuned. Go. <laughs> yep. yep. The, uh, the, the warmth of Korea in January. Yes. We'll I remember it well. I'm betting minus 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do an over under on the temperature resto. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for all your insight on that. Um, I know we have one more discussion in the not-too-distant future with the uh, market intelligence team. And so we'll ask our listeners to be paying attention to that. And you can also go back and listen to the previous market intelligence conversations on uh, the 3D Insights podcast. And with that, we're going to sign off and Francois will take it from here. Thanks so much for listening. There's lots more to come, so tune in next time to the 3D Insights Podcast. The 3D Insights Podcast is a production of 3D Insights, LLC.